Welcome to episode 64, y'all, of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Speaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, your mama's house, your baby daddy's house. You can also follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. And also watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show. We are on Island TV, y'all. You can download the Island TV app from your smartphone or your smart TV, your Fire Stick. And if you have Xfinity and you're in Florida or in Boston and soon to be New York, you can catch us on Channel 578. So, I'm Sean. I'm Nye. What's up, y'all? Hey, Nye. So, what are we calling this episode? Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. All right. So, <laughs> getting in right into the Ratchet Minute, got to talk about how Drake... Uh, gets booed expeditiously off the stage at Tyler the Creator's concert. Did you hear about this? I did. I'm just so confused. Oh my God. So as we, as maybe some of y'all have seen, because there's video of it, he was performing at the Camp Flognaw Festival. That's Tyler the Creator. You know, side note, I'm not the greatest fan of Tyler the Creator, some other stuff. But anyway, he has like a huge following. Like I've seen some of his concerts and he has like this, it's like a Michael Jackson star status. It's the craziest thing to me. Anyway, so Drake was at the concert and he gets booed off the stage. So what he says is like, he's kind of like begging the audience. He's like, like I said, y'all, I'm here for you. If you want me to keep going, I'll keep going. And really the crowd was just not feeling drizzy so eventually he like walked off the stage before leaving he did say look it's been love i go by the name drake thank y'all for having me and he like left so supposedly all the fans were they were told that um what's his name frank ocean was actually supposed to be performing and instead they brought drake on the stage but i'm like drizzy drake ain't no slouch these fools booed him off the stage and he was so gracious about it, though. What you think? I think I think it's terrible because I've never seen Drake perform. Uh, so I, you know, I really didn't know why they were booing him. So I was trying to Google to, to see what it was. Maybe he had a bad performance. Was he forgetting his lines? Like, what was it? And it wasn't any of that because they were they were waiting for Frank Ocean. Okay, so if I'm at a concert and I like Frank Ocean, but if I'm at a concert and I'm expecting Frank Ocean, but Drake comes out. I might be like, well, damn, where's Frank? But fuck, Drake is here. You know what I'm saying? So I still would have been super hyped. So this is, that sounds like it's, it sounds like it was a crowd full of entitled kids. Like, come on, are you, this is Drake. This is Drake. And make no mind to nobody. Somebody was saying to me, like, they were like, well, you know, Tyler created his crowd. It's a different crowd. But I'm like, I I group them all together. It's like the same thing. I actually no, think his crowd is different. When I went to LA, he has this uh, store called Golf, and I went there because he was doing some sort of special promotion for his new album that was released. You know, being who? released, and I just um, wait. Who are you talking about? Wait, Drake Tyler, or Tyler? Tyler the Creator. Okay. So, um, and just by happenstance, I saw his, I didn't know, I didn't fucking know this was his store. It said golf on the outside. I'm like, I'm not going in there, but I saw there was like a long line and this was during my, um, 
let me just rewind. So I took a trip to LA <laughs> um, uh, the beginning of the summer and I'm a fan of the hop on hop off bus tours. I take them in every city I visit. <laughs> so I'm on this bus tour and I'm like looking, you know, looking on the side, over the side, I see this long line of, of people waiting to get into the store. So I'm like, Hmm. So I asked them like, well, whose store is this? And they explained to me what it was. So I got off the bus and I went in there. It's totally overpriced shit, but the, um, the crowd in there, it's, it's really, it ain't our crowd at all. Remember when we went to that, um, ASAP Rocky show in, um, <laughs> in Miami <laughs> doing out Basel a few years ago. <laughs> yep. We had to sit on the chairs in the middle right. of the and we were like, you know, towards at the end of the night, we were like, this ain't really our crowd. We can't even get mad at none of this shit that happens that happens because this ain't our crowd. So it's why should we sit in the middle of the mosh pit? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it was funny. We get mad because kids are like bumping us and pushing us and stepping on our feet and standing in our space. And the girl was like, This is a fucking festival. Like you know, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You can't say old ass bitches that like good music, like we So it's it's kind of that crowd, but it's it's even a little bit nerdier than that um, because I like Tyler's music. His album, I can't remember the name of it, but his album is pretty good. He's really creative. He actually is creative, but because he's kind of quirky, he really draws into that quirky crowd. So it's 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 a Drake crowd, but it's a little corny Drake crowd. You know what I mean? It's it's a little like a little subdivision of it. So. Um, but even still, like Drake is no slouch. I love Drake. I would have been super hype if he came That's out. And even Tyler, the creator on his Twitter page, he was kind of like upset with his fans. Like, how dare y'all be so entitled, basically, and boo a legend. It was crazy. So yeah. these, these people have really, like Drake is really over here trying to start from the bottom. I don't know if this validates starting from the bottom. Like, I don't I don't know this crowd. Like you're saying, there's a there's a difference between a Drake crowd and a Tyler the Creator crowd. But is this is this putting somebody said um Drake pushed the reset button on his whole career? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this was just a little hitch. No. We 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 we, we stand by you, uh Drake. Fuck them, fuck yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Is um Tyler the Creator still dating uh Jaden uh what's his name? Jaden Smith. Uh, who knows? These kids are really weird. I don't know. <laughs> They're very weird. I don't know what these young the kids are doing. Fluid. They're very fluid. They are. They are. They absolutely are. So who knows what they're doing? I did I did see the clip of when Tyler I oh no, Jaden professed his love for Tyler the Creator. Like And you know, of- uh Jaden comes from a very fluid household, so <laughs> who knows? Just keep that fluidity going. So. <laughs> keep that flow going, y'all. Whatever. Teach his own. Teach yeah. his own. Right. Um, yeah, I'm right. I ride for you, Drake. Don't even worry about the Drizzy. Yeah. They don't understand. <laughs> Start from the bottom. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Where are we? All right. We're at the Kitten Hills and Shignog moment of. Did I say that right? Shignog. Shignog. Shignon. Shignon. There you go. Shignon moment of the. Uh, of this podcast. We just called the woke minute. <laughs> so I'm gonna give everyone a chance to go and, and grab your blazer, button it up, put your glasses on, <laughs> cross your legs at the ankles, and let's get ready. <laughs> you know how you be in church and they bring that doily when your skirt's too short? We're Girl. we're there. Yeah, we're here. We're there. All right. So 
Okay. You know, so I posted um, a little video on our on our um, Instagram about T.I. going to the gynecologist with his daughter, Deja, to verify that she's still a virgin. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was watching, before I posted that video, I was just kind of rea- watching the reaction of um, people on the socials. And there were some, there were some men and women that supported T.I. And there was a whole lot of people who didn't support T.I. in this. Um, and I'm on the side of, I'm not in support of this at all. Uh, just on the off- onset of it, it's just, for me, it was just very cr- creepy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, to, to go to that link, to actually go to the doctor with her to get that verified. And who is this doctor yes. that's allowing this? Like, isn't that like against like HIPAA rules or something? <laughs> something there's yeah. something not legal about that, you know? But also, I think it just, um, for me, it just drives this notion that women's self-worth and value is tied to her sexuality and how many partners she may or may not have, you know? Um, and mm-hmm. th- those rules are set in place by, by men. It's, it's very, I'm have trouble with this word, patriarchal. I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> Patriarchy. <laughs> um, there you go. Um, so, but it, um, you know, it just reinforces that notion that I think is is so unfair to us because I, I'm pretty sure that he doesn't have that same energy with his sons. You know, Absolutely. you know, yeah. so and I, I, somebody online said, you know, does he go to the doctor with his sons uh, to make sure that their anus hasn't been penetrated? Because it's Woo. the same thing. Ciao. You know what I mean? It's the same <laughs> thing. You know, and, and, and hopefully he's had a, he's really had a chance to kind of be um, introspective about this because um, even if he did do this, why do you feel the need to put this out to the public? How embarrassing is that for his daughter? Oh my goodness. You know, that it just, it, it just invades her privacy on top of everything else. So, you know, I, I was just really disgusted and, and creeped out about it. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I, I mean, absolutely. I, first of all, I'm like, how misogynistic can you be? Um, you know, usually at the end of this, when you talk about misogyny and and what you know what creates it, it's usually a fear around some sort of masculinity. I know people throw around this phrase like toxic masculinity, but this just like takes it to another level because there's always a level of fear, which is probably you know, some sort of karma hitting him in his head because he know what kind of person he is. That's why he's policing his daughter's virginity like it's like it's property. But, you know, I mean, we're talking about T.I. This man has publicly embarrassed his wife, Tiny, how many times? So is it, a you know, is it a stretch to think that he would, you know, not do it to his own daughter? Um, I think the fact that he, that she is an adult and, you know, he's he played with the HIPAA laws, which was basically, I mean, he manipulated her, manipulated his daughter into giving her consent so that he can be privy to her medical records. You know, I don't I don't see that as a what however it happened, it sounded like it happened within the doctor's office and he's sitting there and, you know, trying to ask her in front of the doctors anything you don't want me to know. Well, you got your dad sitting right there. She's, you know, a young woman, you know, did she have was that it sounds like a like a scene under duress like she was forced mm-hmm. to kind of give up her rights so that he can have her information um you know it's just it, it's it's just 
it's sick because it's like you dictating this woman's this young woman's reproductive health reproductive health and as her father you know mother with children especially young women and their fathers that's usually the first relationship that you see how a man is to treat you and how he's treating her is you know her self-worth comes from what's in between her legs and that to me is just like i mean that's if you talk about the the therapy that I think she's going to need, he obviously needs to kind of, you know, unravel this mess. It's it's a mess. What are you what are you creating in this young woman um where she's not autonomous over her own body and she still as as an adult has to answer to her father? And you know, how many different ways? We all know you that you don't have to bust a hymen to lose your virginity there's so many different ways of having sex man that's what i wanted to say because i'm telling there was a lot of girls and white girls i'm gonna say white girls who claim they were virgins but they were given head they were they were they were having anal sex like they were given hand jobs they were having oral sex so penetration is not the only way vaginal penetration is not the only way that you can have sex Mm -hmm. but you know my question to him is had the doctor said yes, she, you know there is evidence that she has had sex. Where do you go from there? Then what do you do? You put Absolutely. that. You remember back in the day, they had the chastity belts. You know, you see the pictures of the the um, iron panties, basically with the with the lock and key. Like, what what kind of exactly? Well, so what, what would he, you do with the you information? Know, what he's really solidified in this relationship that she will not feel comfortable coming to him regarding her relationships with men. You know, it seems as if it's like, you know, it's either do it my way or no way. And if she's not going to do it his way, you know, if she if she has if she's in some situations where she needs a male guidance or male point of view, she's probably not going to feel comfortable coming to him. You know, he's like he's like tampered with that that communication. So sick. So hopefully, you know, she hasn't really responded um, since that's been posted. Um, I've read that she unfollowed him on social media. Um, and she's liked some comments where people were calling T.I. possessive and inappropriate. So I know she's feeling a, a type of way about this. Um, totally embarrassed. Um, so hope, you know, hopefully they can repair this relationship because it's it's a um, it's a great, um, mis- you know, he really broke her trust with this. That's you know, this is private information. That was, that was terrible. And I so I understand that he he made these statements on a podcast. That. Yeah, it was a, pay, a podcast called Ladies Like Us um, by okay. Nazinan, Mandy, and Nadia Moham. And I think they have since um, taken that episode off of off the air, off the, the um, off the net. So we can't we can't go back and reference it. So I don't you know, I don't know exactly what this conversation was about. But, you know, yeah. And I've, I've, I heard the the interview. So one of the females, I think it was Nazine, she is. Um, Miguel, the singer Miguel's wife. So it was an opportunity for these ladies to kind of shut him down. And, you know, this is the era of Me Too, among some other things, to kind of set him straight. But instead, you know, I think it was an awkward moment for them and not being able to handle what was coming out of Mr. Expeditious's mouth. So they would kind of like, it was like laughable, like giggling. And mm-hmm. I'm just like that would that would have been the opportunity to really check him on some things because that 
misogyny that, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people that think the way that he does. There are a lot of men that think the way that he does. Um, you know, it didn't just come out of nowhere. And I think it would, it could have been an opportunity for so much more, but it wasn't. Um, yeah, they, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were, they were caught off guard with that and they probably didn't really know how to respond in that moment. Um, you know, hindsight is 2020. Right. Right. I agree. Yeah. But, uh, damn T.I. Yeah. But, he, well, you know, T.I., I just want him to just stick to songs. <laughs> just rap. I just don't. He's every actually time a pretty good actor. I like. I well, like. He can do that. He can like. act. He can sing. He can dance. He can do all that stuff. But when it comes to like talking, I just want him to zip it. Like I just want him to zip it. <laughs> yeah, I just want him to really zip it. Yeah, that was poor. That was just a man, a, a huge embarrassment, and my heart goes out to um his daughter. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, all right. All right. Moving along. Yes. We are now at the part where we used to be scared of the dick, but now we throw lips to the shit and handle it like real bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the weekend D. I can say dick. I can say it. I can say it. Um, this is the weekend dick report. It's a little different. So, I'll just I'll phrase it. This comes actually from a friend of mine. Um, so basically she was texting her girlfriend or so she thought and the conversation turned to what she was doing the night before and she said she went on a date and when her girlfriend quote unquote asked how was the date she said quote this guy is super corny but the date was fun I'm not interested I don't have time to waste so I probably won't go out with him again to which she got a reply I got you so she said that when she put on her glasses, she realized that the text was not from her girlfriend. That's not the exchange that she was having with her homegirl, but it was actually with the guy that she had went out with the night before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what should she do? It's already done. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, man. I, you know, I have been a victim I have been a perpetrator of those man them 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 ghost texts. Be like, oh my goodness, I did not mean to send that to you. Ooh. Jesus, ah, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. So, I, I mean, the good thing is, like, I guess it was it was like a one type of date thing. I do know the background information is that they have mutual friends. Um, in common, you know, so it's not like this guy will forever be out the circle. It sounds like he'll kind of still be around, but, mm-hmm. um, well, um, he definitely knows how she feels. Well, you I, know, she really didn't say anything bad about it. Well, she used to call him corny. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. he did ask the question. He did ask her like, what, like, what was corny about it? What was corny about the, about him? Because she's talking to her girlfriend, so she's, mm, what do you do? So I, you know, there's a part of me that's like, you know what? This deserves a phone call to pick up the phone and maybe kind of salvage so that you're not coming off like a mean girl, you know? But being honest, like, I didn't know I was talking to you, but I, you know, honest, I had a great, I had a great time, but we're probably not compatible. Do you think it deserves a, maybe just like a, a phone call? No, I wouldn't make a phone call. I would put that in a text. Because after you say that, then where did the conversation go? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So to me, it's like, no, I probably just would have, I probably would have um, followed up with, you know, I think you're a super cool guy, like hanging out with you, but I just don't think it's a lie. You a lie? Because you just said I was corny. <laughs> well, no, corny. He, he can be cool, but corny, you know. It's just, he's just not for her. So, I mean, she has to find a way to word it nicely, but, you know, he's a guy, he's a cool guy, fun to hang out with, but he's just not her type, you know? Because he's, he's super corny. <laughs> That's what she well, said. She already uh, said that she's going to have to eat that, and he's, his feelings is going to have to be hurt, because you can't really clean that up. But I think, other than that, I don't think she said anything bad, you know? He's, you know, he'll get over it. But I, I definitely don't think she should call him. You know, I had a, um, <laughs> let me tell you. So it wasn't this kind of situation, but I had this guy that I was dating and I told him that, you know, I don't think we should date anymore. And <laughs> like, like I guess I think you're a great guy, but there's just no connection. And, and yeah, there's no connection. I was going to say something else. There's no connection. So he wanted, so a couple of days later, he called. He was like, you know, you want to meet for dinner, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, because before we started dating, we used to hang out as like homies. And so maybe I'm thinking like, this is, we just going to hang out as homies. Girl, no. So we go, we eating dinner and he's like, you know, really talking about rekindling this two week relationship that we had. <laughs> it was all of two weeks. And after I was like, well, you know, I don't think that's a good idea, blah, 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 blah. Like there was nowhere else to go with. It was awkward. It was so awkward. He, to the point where he was like, well, you know, you don't have to stay and finish your meal. You can box it up. And oh take it. my goodness. You know what I mean? Cause it was awkward. Like, where do you go from there? So I feel like if she calls him, like, where does the conversation go after that? There's nowhere for it to go. It's going to be awkward. So send this guy a text in a couple days. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. But at least, but at least now he knows, you know, at least, you know, he knows how she feels and he's not wondering, you know, does she like me? Should I call her? You know, um, he's pretty clear on how she feels, even though if he got it indirectly, directly, indirectly, you know, he, he, he got, he got the information. I'm pretty sure he wanted to hear. He wanted to know. So, you know, be a man about it. Everything, everything is not a love connection. You know, this is true. I guess I just I the, like I said, a part of me is like, I think this deserves a phone call just to kind of salvage the little bit. So you just don't come off like the mean, mean girl in a situation. But, you know, but I get it. Like, I think if this was me, I would have to walk away and just save myself, save face and just never talk to him ever again. And hope we don't. Like if I got, if I got a text, like a guy texted me by mistake and he, this was the message. You ain't got to call me. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm all the way good. You know, my feelings will probably be hurt a little bit. My ego a little crushed a little bit, but in a couple of days, my shit be popping again. And you know, <laughs> X to the next is what Gangstar said. <laughs> We good up in here. Okay. Yeah, everything well, is all gravy. Wow. I just, I have been there before. Like, oh, it's just a man, you just wish you could just rewind the whole conversation. Yeah. And yeah. Never, never say that. Oh, goodness. Same thing with like a butt dial. And then, man, oh, those are the worst, too. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, man, what did you hear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank God for lo- for being able to lock your phones now, cause jeez. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, moving on. Where are we? 
We are at the I reminisce, I reminisce. I reminisce, I reminisce. One it's of my favorite reminisce. parts of the show. Yes, it is. <laughs> so this week is my reminisce. And this song, let me tell you, this song reminds me of DC so much. Uh, this is Nori. <laughs> Nothing. And the reason why it, it uh, reminds me of DC is because this was like, when this came out in like 2002, so this is when I was heavy in DC, <laughs> hanging out on <laughs> U Street, Republic Gardens, and I swear this song was on. Everybody was playing this song. Homeboy, I came to party, and it was produced by the Neptunes. Neptunes had like a, a, a super hard run in the early 2000s. So this is my reminisce. You remember the song? I sure do. I came to party. It just that beat came on. You just. It was like a summer, because I, I feel like it came out in the summer. It's like defined a summer. So, yes, yeah. I remember Public Gardens, U Street in D.C., mm-hmm. um, even, you know, New York. Like, this was the shit. And and the Neptunes had, like, taken over. It was a period of time, you know, it wasn't the same reign that Bad Boy had, but it was like a time when you knew a Neptune beat. You knew yeah. when you heard yeah. You knew when it came out. And they, they blessed um, Nori with this, with this mm-hmm. beat. What you want to do, nigga? Nothing. This shit, this shit was so fucking hard. So hard. Yeah. Like time, <laughs> I see Nori, like, Nori would be out partying, and he'd be like, where the bitches? Anyway, <laughs> where the bitches? I feel like hanging, I feel like if you hang out with Nori, it's either you're going to have a lot of fun or be mad annoyed. <laughs> like, he looks like he's so much fun to hang out with. But I feel like, just like you said, he'd be like, where the bitches at? And he'd just be all over the women, like, all right, come on now. You don't remember, girl, you remember that party? We, weren't you there? It was a party in Virginia, and he was there. This was before Nori. It was Nori the rapper. This was like Nori the, the super thug. Mm-hmm. Girl, I have to tell you later. We have to talk about it later. <laughs> Gosh. Oh my gosh, I don't need the feds coming after me. Look <laughs> Oh my goodness. Woo. But I, I will say I watch his um his podcast, uh Drink Chance. Um he looks like he likes to have a good time. It's probably no yeah. dull moment around him at all. Just a yeah. boy. And he's he's had a pretty prolific career. Like, you know when he when he talks about it, like the rooms he's been in, the the legends he's been around, and the hip, you know, in the rap game, and how he's parlayed his career into the podcast, the TV show. I mean, I'm like, I'm proud of him because yeah. I didn't see some things. I didn't see some. Anyway, oh lord. And you know what? He seems so humble. Like when he's talking to these, uh, when he has like these legends on his podcast, he's so humble like he's, he's still he sounds it's like, like he's, he's it's like he's still so in awe even though he's had this long ass career um he's you know famous or whatever but he's still in awe of the legends you know absolutely he, he still respects him I, I love that about him i love that about him mm-hmm. i love it and i'm look i still play n-o-r-e nori niggas on niggas the run, run eating <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, All yeah, right. that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. All right, y'all. Moving on, we are now at the Support Black 
hashtag businesses segment of the show where we believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities and we believe in supporting products and services that are made fubu for us by us so this week i wanted to highlight wrap snacks have you ever had some wrap snacks girl no, but I see them. You know, I live in the hood. I see them all the time, but I never bought them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, okay, Rap Snacks was started by James Lindsay. He's a Philly native. He went to Cheney University. He's got a BS in marketing. So, in 2007, this is a little known fact, but he actually started Soulful Foods Incorporated, and they were responsible. They He kind of, he partnered with Sylvia's of the famous the Queen of Soul Food with her restaurant in Harlem. And that's how her foods and snacks went national through his company. So he originally launched the Rap Snacks back in 1994 and he did a partnership with Master P. Things started, you know, slowing down in 2011. And then so he went on to co-manage Meat Mill. He still manages Meat Mill. Oh, wow. So last year he rebranded Rap Snacks. We launched the business, got in good with Master P, and now from my, what I understand, they about to roll out the wrap snacks in um, in Walmart, which is huge. Wow. So you can have the Migo sour cream with a dab of red. You can have the Fetty Wops honey jalapeno, the Boosie Badass, Louisiana Heats. My favorite, which is the fabulous New York Deli Cheddar Snacks, mm-hmm. which is um, anytime I go to Atlanta, I always find rap snacks. So, and they have them um, some spots in the hood out here um, in Miami. So mm-hmm. they are looking to bring rap snacks branded vending machines. They're going to be out in the market soon. They're going to be playing the music videos by the various endorsers. So the one thing that I really love about this, co- this company is what Lindsay said is that, you know, he partnership, he partners with each artist on these flavors. So he said, you know, he's trying to show them that, you know, the power in their brand. That's the whole thing behind, you know, putting their faces on the chips and and all of this. So he's like, look, this is how you brand yourself. This is how you make money. So I just, I love that idea. So wrap snacks, you can actually buy a, a crate. I'm actually thinking of like buying some of these like 24, buy a box of 24 and then getting the kid to go to school and sell them for a dollar. But anyway, <laughs> um, go to www.rapsnacks.net to get on but they, they're so good girl delicious i've never had them i always see them it's a little bodega on my corner and they always have the um cardi b wrap snacks in there they have cardi b and fabulous and i, I never bought them but maybe i'll check them out oh i love i love the fabulous ones but yeah so all right y'all we have come it's to so the good. end i want to know i want to know yo that's my shit oh you know what? Um, Real quick have you seen an uh, have you seen Bobby Brown lately? I I have seen some pictures. Yes. Oh my like, goodness. What you think? He looks he looks like he's aged like twenty years. I don't know. I know that he re- was reported there was an accident. He was in a car accident, but then people in his camp said there wasn't a car accident. But clearly something happened. He doesn't look well at all. Yeah, I just. Oh. You know, to go from he was he was really like my idol. Like I love Bobby Brown. Not to say you know I still love and honor the man that he is, even you know today because he made he was like a backbone of the. He was like what did we call him the king of R and B, the mm-hmm. bad boy R and B. But yeah. to just like man, drugs and money and the life that he's lived and. You know, just wish him well. Wish the brother well. Yeah, wish absolutely. Him. So, you know, he's, you know, started his family over. You see, he got three little kids with his he, wife. 
You got a whole new family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whole new I mean, family. I, it's what a, I get. What a blessing. But yeah, just hope his health is is well. So yeah. All right, y'all. Well, you can subscribe to that's what I'm saying. The podcast. We're in Apple. We're in Apple. We're in Apple. We're in the Apple podcast app. Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Speaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify. Also, follow us on Instagram, y'all, at TwizPod. And, of course, you can catch us live. That's what I'm saying. The TV show on Island TV. Download the Island TV app from your smartphone, your smart TV, your Fire Stick, your streaming device. And, Nye, who do we always shout out? We always, 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 always want to give a super shout out to our super producer, Vegas World Inc. You can catch him on Instagram. You can catch him on the Twitters. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Until next week, peace.